Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Really been looking forward to our next guest um, because uh, the Winter Olympics is just three days away from opening officially, and Zoe sadowski Sinnott will be the first Kiwi in action on Saturday afternoon in the snowboard slope style. Uh, now, the New Zealand Olympic Committee is inviting Kiwis to get amongst the action at NZHQ, which is the first ever New Zealand team winter fan zone, and that will be in Wanaka. Uh, joining us now uh, to talk about this is the CEO of the New Zealand Olympic Committee, Kieran Smith. Thank you for your time this morning, Kieran. Uh, tell us a wee bit more, if you can, please, uh, about this fan zone. Yeah, good morning, Ian. Really nice to, to be on again. Um, yeah, look, during Tokyo Olympic Games last year, we had a really successful fan zone down at the Cloud here in Auckland, which was the hub for mums and dads and sponsors, supporters, the sports themselves, the families, kids, to come along and get into the action and watch watch their um, heroes or, you know, Farnell compete and do that with others who have a vested interest and those who have supported them for the longest time and buy the merchandise and wear the kit and, and have exclusive crossovers to the athletes um, that are in, in the Olympic Village. Now, we're doing the same thing. They're what the sports community in, in Wanaka and Queenstown is very much about snow sports, so it's a logical pace for us to, to set up our operation down there this time. So, yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be really good to get amongst the mums and dads. It's pretty exciting for them, but sad they can't be, be there in Beijing with their, with their children. Yeah, it is sad, actually. Uh, and obviously there's plenty of reasons to get down there because I think apart from uh, day 10 and day 16, there are Kiwis in action um, uh, every day. Mm. And this is an exciting-looking team, I've got to say, Kieran, with the build-up they've had through um, the X Games, etc., uh, those that mm. have competed in that, uh, the signs are good for a good following. They are good. And, I mean, it's just so exciting, isn't it, to watch these this raw talent and... You know, I'm, I'm just gobsmacked when I see on TV what they what they're doing. You know, these sort of triple, quadruples, ins and outs, and you know, I mean, it's extraordinary just the sheer athleticism and courage actually of these athletes on snow, which is you know extraordinary. And then we also have um, an athlete, Peter Michael, who's competing in the speed skating. Peter was part of um, you know the group that got fourth at the last Olympics, so you know he's he's certainly a serious contender. Um, and then we have a young biathlete, um, Campbell Wright. It's his, his first Olympics. He went to the Winter Youth Olympics a couple of years ago and, and was really, um, you know, excelled and is certainly a young athlete on the rise. So overall, you're right, a very exciting team. Uh, word came through the, this morning um, uh, about the coverage. The coverage is going to be wall-to-wall, actually. I've been looking at the program on uh, Sky Sport. 
um, very exciting mm. time and a real chance, I think, for more awareness about a sport that's just, uh, and an event that sometimes has taken quite a big back seat. Maybe not this time round. No, not this time round. And I think it's always hard, isn't it, when we're here in the middle of the summer in New Zealand and there's cricket going on and tennis and all sorts of summer sports for us to, to sort of click into the zone, really, of, of winter sports. But but you're right. I think the pathway of, um, of our young, you know, the Zoes and Nikos and Alice Robinson as well, which is she's been going extraordinarily well. We've seen, you know, those athletes over the last, year in particular, but, you know, four years more generally, just gradually improving and improving their results and, and their competition to such an extent that particularly Zoe and Nico now are, you know, going in as favourites, which, well, you know, that's a pretty extraordinary place to be when, when you're Kiwi, you know, you know, when we're talking about Winter Olympians in New Zealand. So, yeah, all around it is going to be really cool for people to watch that. Let's look at um, the support team for them because, uh, let's be fair, uh, these are kids. They're a lot of these uh, very, very young people um, in interesting times mm-hmm. to be competing in the real world. Having said that, they normally do anyway. It's very much an individual thing and they, they head off on their safaris and away they go. But in terms of support staff, uh, what are we looking at in terms of the Winter Olympics? We know we've got a team of 15. What about the backup? Yeah, we've got a team of 15 over there and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's quite challenging because each of these, um, as you rightly say, each of these disciplines has a very specialist team sitting in behind them, you know, that, that work around the technical equipment um, and getting that ready. So the actual backup team, I think, is around... Um, must be we've got forty. Must be about twenty-five in the backup team. Um, our New Zealand Olympic, you know, presence, the delegation presence in in Beijing is limited. We've we've been very mindful of the COVID scenario, so everyone there is absolutely, you know, on on task with the team and with the athletes to make sure they're they're adding value. So we've we've got a small presence that is there to lead. And Marty Toomey, who was um, head of winter sports. Um, Winter Sport Winter Games and before that Snow Sports New Zealand CEO Marty is the um, chef de mission of the team there um, and that's surrounded with a group of people who are both coaching and then technical we've got strength and conditioners there and performance psychology because the psychology side of, of this particularly those extreme events is, is really important dynamic and we also have um, for the first time supported by the IOC we have an, a welfare officer in our team Mm. Um, because, you know, the things around COVID, although although these young people are experienced and be travelling the world competing now, this is probably their third season in COVID, it's, it's really very, very tricky and it's very, very uncertain. Um, you're always on the edge in terms of making sure you can get into the country and return negative tests at the right time and, and if not, you know, you do end up in an isolation facility for a period until you you know you test um, negative again so there's a lot of tension just in getting to the start line so we're very very mindful of that um, and making sure the right people are there to really help the athletes at the right time well that's cool because uh, and I touch wood here uh, we've heard little very little about uh, the dreaded COVID it was major major factor wasn't it in the summer Olympics uh, in Tokyo so mm-hmm. we haven't heard a lot going on around Beijing of course um where we're led to believe originally uh, was pretty close to where um, this whole damn saga started. But so far, you're from uh, Marty to me, and, and you're hearing things are going pretty well? Yeah, they're going really well. It, it, it is, um, you know, there's a, a huge adherence to, um, to the countermeasures. 
we, we were very fortunate to learn a lot from Tokyo and having a small team and an experienced travelling unit, um, they've been very disciplined in making sure that they are limiting their exposure, that we're wearing the highest quality masks, that we are distant and remote from people. Um, the actual village itself is the three villages that our athletes are in, two in the mountains and one down in Beijing. Um, they're, they're very, very high quality villages and fortunately, you know, quite spatial. That was one of our, our challenges in, in Tokyo is that it was very close quarters. So, so here we're lucky we've got more space, but the big trick at the moment with Omicron around the world is, is simply travel um, and the risk of travel. And, and these, um, these athletes have been around the world in, in areas where Omicron has been present. So, so it is knife edge. It's very much about discipline and keeping focused and, and really preparing well. So certainly so far everything's on track in that regard. Kieran, often when we talk about the Summer Olympics, uh, we talk about the success of them being measured in perhaps medals, um, individual performances, but medals. Uh, how do you look at the uh, Winter Olympics in terms of success? Yeah, I mean, I, I just reflect on the last 20 years with, with incredible pride in, in terms of what the progress New Zealand has made, particularly on snow. Um, I recall being part of a group at the end of, in the beginning of, um, 2000, where we were sitting down, and I was based in Dunedin at that time, and we were working with snow sports and other winter sports, and we were reflecting on the real challenges that we had in performances, um, and how do we lift those performances, and how do we start a high-performance program that, that really supported the athletes. Um, early days, we, we worked with the New Zealand Academy of Sports South Island and snow sports, and we started a program based in in, um, you know, in Central Otago, the Park and Pipe Program. And it's taken, you know, since that small beginnings and the small investment to where they are today, it's remarkable. Um, you know, we have got, I think, 13 young athletes on snow at the Winter Olympics, all of whom, mm. you know, are in the top 16 in their field. And we're now talking realistic chances of, if not medals, certainly, you know, high placings finals. And... If I reflect back that 20 years ago, you know, we, we were a mile away from that. So I think what it shows us is that, you know, that this is possible. It is possible to start and, and produce a world-class program if you have the right coaches, the right leadership. And fortunately, in New Zealand, we have exceptional facilities now, in, you know, in the park and pipe um, area. So I, I think New Zealanders should be incredibly proud of what has been achieved in, the, in that program and through the investment of high performance sport and others and mums and dads, goodness me, it's a, you know these are expensive sports. Um, you know, yeah. that, so I'm just really excited to see what what happens over there in Beijing. It's certainly big. Yeah, yeah, a hell of a lot of really commitment. A hell of a, a hell of a lot of commitment, as you say. That uh, we wouldn't have have any idea about. Uh, to be perfectly honest, um, we just sort of take it for granted when we see them with their numbers on and heading down the slopes or whatever. We we really have got no concept of, of the cost or uh, the commitment that uh, families have to make. But uh, just uh, changing the, the, just the subject uh, briefly into a, a sad but good one, um, the retirement of, of Hamish Bond. Um, I mean, you've uh, watched mm. over perhaps his whole career. Um, really, uh, I guess quite emotional. You'd have, you'd have had a lot to do with him over the years. And uh, what has he meant uh, from your individual point of view, Hamish Bond? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Hamish is, is 
you know, such a hugely loved sports person um, in New Zealand. And I think because, if we can say such a thing, he just is the quintessential Kiwi guy. You know, he's, he's modest, he's got raw talent, he's brave. I mean, you know, his bravery to get out of the water after Rio and get onto the bike and get a bronze at the Commonwealth Games, you know, that, that was exceptional. And then to, to be brave enough to go out there and say, we're going we're gonna to put this eight together and we're going to go to the Olympics and we're going to... You know, we're really going to give it a shot. Now, that's a massive, massive, you know, it's the biggest goal you can imagine, isn't it? And the thing about him is he's got the engine, you know, to do it. And and he works so hard and he's such a modest man. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot to do with Hamish. It's a real privilege. He's a, he's a target boy. Um, I remember when I was again in the academy down in Dunedin and he came in there as a probably 15, 16-year-old coached by Fred Strawn, who knows if you know Fred, he's pretty tough customer and Hamish was you know kind of a little thin blonde head guy and you know his ambitions were big but he first of all wanted to put on some muscles because he was you know so 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 much smaller than everyone else and wow did he go about his business in such a professional way and you know and his achievements you know I think they really stand for amongst New Zealand sports achievements and and I'd have to say seeing that eight one you know in Tokyo probably would be one of the highlights of my sports career, aside from some other outstanding female athletes' results. But, you know, it was part of a golden couple of hours for New Zealand sport, and, and he was at the mm. forefront of that. I, I certainly believe that it would have been so much harder if he wasn't there, I think. Well, Kieran, uh, last time we spoke to you, you'd just announced that you would be stepping away uh, from your role as the boss of uh, New Zealand Olympic Committee. Um, how's the transition as it started uh, into your from, from one and two, uh, perhaps what you're going to do next? Yeah, well, um, so I'm, I'm staying here through to the end of March. Um, Nikki Nickel is um, going to be taking over as the uh, the New Zealand Olympic Committee. Nikki is presently works for New Zealand Rugby Union and is Deputy CEO there, so she'll do an outstanding job. Um, she's starting here in, in the middle of March, and so we'll work through handing the baton there. Um, I'm, I'm just really pleased to be able to see through and be you know, overseeing this um, Winter Olympic campaign because it's, it is pretty tricky in um, international sport these days. And also, we've obviously got the Birmingham Commonwealth Games in just a few months. So it's kind of unusual at the moment. In fact, we're working on Beijing Games where you have, you know, a, an elimination strategy in China, very, very, very strict protocols around COVID and how that works. And then we're working with Birmingham in the UK and they, they've got a different approach again. So we're certainly really you know, flat out, and I'm, I'm pleased to be, you know, part of the team that's working on those games. But, you know, I'll finish at the end of March, and, um, yeah, my, my vision is to contribute to the leadership of New Zealand Sport. I'm looking at um, working in a consultancy around sharing knowledge and experience that, that, you know, hopefully adds some value that I've learnt over the years, both here in New Zealand and internationally. So really looking forward to that next step. Uh, well, we... Uh uh, we thank you for your work, your great work that you've put on, and uh, the Winter Olympics, of course, are um, part and parcel of that, and uh, we look forward to that as well, Kieran. It's uh, so nice to catch up with you. Uh, um, uh, let's hope that um, the transition goes well, uh, and your next, uh, your next uh, effort in life and your next project is uh, as successful as this one has been, but it's been uh, a wonderful job that you've done. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you, Ian. All the best.